What's up, everybody? Welcome into A to Z Sports Picks. Brad and I are going to have a great show for you this Friday. Get you all set up for the betting weekend. Brian, my man, looking sharp, buddy. How we doing? Doing great, buddy. Doing great. Let's do this. Yeah, absolutely, man. Everybody, welcome in A to Z Sports Picks. I'm Alan Bell of CBS Sportsline, alongside Brian Edwards of VegasInsider.com. A to Z Sports Picks is brought to you every Friday by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM code A to Z Sports right now will get you a risk-free bet of up to $1,000 on a pro football. That is promo code A to Z Sports. That is BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older. Must be present in the state of Tennessee. For gambling problem support, call the Tennessee red line at 800-889-9789. All right, Ryan, let's jump right into it. So, the bounce-back week. How do we bet a bounce-back game? For the Tennessee Volunteers, a thrashing by the Georgia Bulldogs, as we saw last week. They are at home this week, early game, senior day, uh, against Missouri. Uh, spread 20, 20 and a half, 21, depending on where you are at. So, Brian, I'm going to throw it to you, man. What are your thoughts? So, I, I'm going to full disclosure here. Um, and I said this on a different podcast several, like three weeks ago, that um, I wasn't messing around with Missouri anymore. I've tried to back them. I've tried to fade them. And I'm over all year. Uh, so You're everybody know. So everybody, okay, I want you all to know that. I've had no luck with this team whatsoever. I had Georgia in the first quarter in the first half against them, both losses. I had the Gators minus 11 against them. L. I then I tried to back them against Vandy. L. And I had the over in the South Carolina game. L. So O and five. So whatever I say, go the opposite. And, <laughs> and I will say also for full disclosure, I'm not betting this game, but we get paid by the A to Z gang to have picks, and I'm going to give us a, a pick. So this is the lowest total of the year for Tennessee by far. Uh, Tennessee's previous uh, low total uh, was 62 against Florida, and that one flew over. And uh, we're looking at, what, 56 and 56 and a half is what I saw at last look. Uh, so I'm going to go over um, just because it's super low total. And, I mean, Tennessee on its own by itself averages 45.3 uh, uh, points per game. So their average combined scores – are uh 67.0 points per game so i'm gonna go over so if i were a listener i would fade my over pick because like i said i'm over in missouri games <laughs> dude missouri's a tough team to bet like you're right you don't know what you're gonna get because their defense man when they show up their defense is pretty good their offense eh, it's nothing to write home about no. but they can score at times right like i mean that's that's the thing like they can score that being said i think i have the answer all right to what you just laid out. I'm all ears. <laughs> I think I have the answer. Normally, I'm always on Tennessee first quarters, first halves, and those have been insanely profitable all year. This game, what you do, bet Tennessee team total over 37 and a half. That's what you do in this game. Because now, all right, you, you're kind of getting a perfect blend of what you want. Coming off of a game where their offense was anemic, you're going to want to fix that, Okay. So I think you're going to get points early and often from Tennessee. Number two, we're now in the college football playoff portion of the year. The only way that you impress the committee and everyone else is by beating the hell out of people. That's it. It's the only thing that you can do and can control 
is scoring as many points as possible. There's no more breaks. There are like it, it there's no more break pedal. Let me say that no more breaks. There's no more break pedal. You go. Full game, 60 minutes, every single point matters. Coaches get it. Look, usually there's, you know, kind of a gentleman handshake. Look, we're up. Let's beat the hell out of you. No, not anymore. Like, you got to do it. So, Tennessee team total over 37 and a half. I think Tennessee could get to, like, what's your theoretical number of where you think, like, Tennessee gets to at halftime? 21? You think they could get to 21 at halftime? Sure. 24. Like, I mean, anywhere, like, if you get, if you get to 21, right, you need 17 points. Two touchdowns, field goal. Like, yeah, I think that's the way to go. So, and... (laughs) <laughs> like field goal position is something that they're going to want to work on as well. Like they've had some issues, you know, in terms of that. So yeah, man, total 37 and a half over hit that one. All right. Now, speaking of my man, Brian, of trying to find just, you know, beautiful perfection here. We've got it here with Omaha steaks. Look, falls in the air. And that means fall grilling with cookouts, tailgate parties, and so much more. Luckily the flavor experts at Omaha steaks, have made it easy to savor all the flavors of fall with their mouth-watering assortments of perfectly aged steaks, ultra-juicy burgers, and easy-to-prepare comfort meals that are ready in a flash. Now is the perfect time to load up on all this incredible flavor and take advantage of 50% off site-wide by shopping their friends and family sale. Go to omahasteaks.com and use our promo code A to Z. That's A-T-O-Z at checkout to get $30 off your order. So don't wait. Go to omahasteaks.com and stock up today. Omaha Steaks isn't just steak. It's the best steak of your life, Brian. Guaranteed. And don't forget to score that extra $30 off your order when you use A to Z at checkout. Omaha Steaks is perfect for those chilly and busy fall nights. You won't come close to getting this kind of quality at the grocery store. Visit omahasteaks.com, promo code A to Z at checkout. Minimum order may be required. Now, speaking of minimum, I'm looking for a minimum bet of at least one, but hopefully more, of how we cash in on college football this weekend. So, Brian, hit me with it, man. What do you got, bro? All right, let's go over uh, 48 or 48 and a half. I would like it uh, all the way to 49 uh, for Auburn at Texas A&M. Now, both of these teams were under teams early in the year, but that has completely changed. The over is hit in four in a row for Auburn. Combined scores of 72-68. 82 and 52. Now the 72 from last week was an overtime game, but there were only six points scored in overtime. So um, it, it was 66 in regulation. The over is hit in three straight uh, for AM and four of its last five. Those combined scores have been 65, 59, 54, 44, and 66, 44, obviously being the outlier. That was the 24-20 loss at Alabama. But you'll remember in the last four or five minutes, A&M had first and goal twice and ended up only getting three points out of those two opportunities. Um, Look, both teams are horrendous against the run. Uh, Auburn is ranked 114 out of 131 FBS teams in run defense. A&M is ranked 123 um, nationally in uh, run defense. And the best players for the opposing offenses are the running backs. Devin A. Chain, 887 rushing yards, six touchdowns, 5.6 yards per carry average. Dumbo needs to feed him the rock at least 25 times. Uh, A. Chain was running all over my Gators last week in the first half, and then Dumbo went away from it, and I pre- appreciate him doing that. Uh, as for Auburn, uh, Tank Bigsby's their best player. And then their backup running back, Hunter, is 
just dynamic. He can take into the house uh, on any given touch. And as much as uh, Ashford, the quarterback, has struggled with his accuracy throwing the ball, he's an elite, elite uh, scrambler, runner, whatever you want to call it. Give me over 48 or 48 and a half A&M at Auburn. Let's go out west and let's go uh, with Cal. Uh, plus, four, there were still some 14s out there at last look, but uh, I'm trying to find it right now. Um, anyhow, oh, yeah, here it is. Uh, looks like, uh, there's, I see one fourteen, but, uh, it's mostly 13 and a half, but by the half point the key number of 14 Cal's automatic is a road underdog. Pretty much last 17 such spots, 15 and two against the spread. They were catching 21 and a half last week at USC. Easy winner lost by six, 41 to 35. They've been double digit underdogs under Justin Wilcox 15 times, 11 and four against the spread in those situations. In the last head, uh, I'm sorry, the last eight head-to-head meetings between Cal and Oregon State, Cal is five and three, both straight up and against the spread, including a 39-25 home win last year. And the Beavers of Oregon State have not beaten Cal by more than four points since 2013. So Cal plus 13 and a half or 14 prefer you by the half point to the key number 14. All right, let's fade Alabama again because their road woes have become a major pattern since the start of last year, which coincides with uh, Bill O'Brien's atrocious play calling uh, as OC. Alabama, two and six against the spread with three outright losses. Last eight road games could have easily lost outright in three others, which they won by five combined points at Texas this year, at Auburn last year, and at at Florida last year. Um, we've got Alabama's having to travel two weeks in a row off an emotional overtime game on the road. Got to get on an airplane again. We've got Ole Miss ideal spot situation, whatever you want to call it. They've been chilling for two weeks since winning at A&M and they have a 14 game winning streak at home. And since Elaine Kivanera started with a one and four record, he has gone 22 and five in his last 27 games. And during that 27-game stretch, the Rebels have lost by more than 11, only three times. And I only bring up that number because the spread's 11.5 or 12. Give me Ole Miss plus 12. And like LSU last week, give me a little bit of the money line as well. Um, most books have got it in that like plus 20, uh, excuse me, plus 325 to plus 350 range. Uh, all that works. Small play, mostly Ole Miss plus 12, but get a little baby taste uh, of the money line. I know I'm bucking trends there because saving off a loss has been absolutely incredible. It's either eight or nine in a row, and the uh, the average margin of the cover is in I, double digits. I think they've tuned saving out. I'm with you. Like I keep going. Sorry, I just want to, yeah. Like, no, no, I, I, I'm with you too. Um, and hey, I, and I'll throw this out there. It'll sound blasphemous, and, and I'm mainly not, I'm not really pointing at the goat saving. I'm I'm really pointing at Bill O'Brien. Ole Miss is going to outcoach these guys. Um, I, I think I, I really think that's true. And um, you know what? I think that's going to do it uh, for me in college. I feel you, man. Like I, it's it's impossible. It It's impossible to have any faith in Alabama. Like I, I'm not betting it. I have nothing on the game, but I, I feel you on that. All right. I'm keeping it pretty simple. <clears throat> TCU plus seven gets Texas. I'm not saying they went out right. They could. It's a good football team. But you give me seven with motivation? Yeah, I'll take that for sure. Next, Georgia, Mississippi State, under 53 and a half. 
Georgia, mission accomplished. Job is done. Regular season job is done. Got the East. They take care of the Tennessee game. Like, now, it's, it's about going in, winning, staying healthy. They don't have to impress anybody. You just go in, win, stay healthy. That's their only goal. I think, I mean, I, I think that Georgia does Georgia things. They could win 40 to 10. We still cover this. I don't think Mississippi State is doing a damn thing in this game. And it's going to be two teams running the football constantly, right? Just constantly. It's going to be a running clock. So, yeah, give me the under on that one. Uh, last play from me, LSU, Arkansas, under 62. I think this is going to be a fight. I think you're going to see LSU coming off a huge win. And, you know, a lot of people are thinking, you know, does LSU have, you know, the hangover game, right, after Alabama? Maybe. I don't know. I don't think so. Like, it's it's not like they do anything, like, high-flying dynamic. You know what I mean? So I don't think that, like, even if there is a hangover, like, I don't think that it's it, it's something that, like, massively shakes, you know, the points and all this. Like, that's not really their style. They play defense, run the football, especially with the quarterback. Uh, but it could be a tight game, and I think that it's going to be. I think you're going to see two teams. It's going to be an old-school SEC West fight, right? So 62. Yeah, I'll take the under on that one. Well, I think, I think the biggest thing for your under is that K.J. Jefferson's not healthy. I'm not saying yeah. he's not playing, but that, sh- that throwing shoulder is definitely bothering him. He hadn't practiced hardly at all this week, so um, I think that's another uh, feather in your cap, if you will. 100%. No, great point. Uh, I, I, I do not see this ball being in the air a ton. Like, field position's going to be a thing. Field goals are going to be a thing. Uh, it, it should be a fun game. But, yeah, I don't think 62. Uh, no, not at all. All right, so that's what I've got there. All right, now, let's shift gears here. Brian, I cannot believe that the Tennessee Titans were even involved in that game against the Chiefs last week, Sunday Night Football. And I say that as a massive amount of respect to the Tennessee Titans and Mike Frabel. They went in without a quarterback, right? A banged-up defense, no Amani Hooker. And they almost damn near won that game. Probably should have won that game. Insanity. So you got the you got the Titans at home against the Broncos. Totals down to like 39 and a half. What are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, I thought the Titans bullied, absolutely bullied the Chiefs uh, at the line of scrimmage for 60 minutes last week. The Chiefs were extremely fortunate uh, to escape uh, with that victory. But um and I like the Titans this week. I we we had we had a little we had some comments on text uh, our text thread with Austin and Zach. Uh, yes, I mean I liked them at minus two with Willis, and and my God, Willis was horrible last week. And uh, I I don't know do we we don't know what happened with Tannehill at practice today, but it sounds optimistic that he's going to play. And yeah, so he's one hundred percent. Yeah, right. Yesterday, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Barring a setback, I think he's you know he's going to start and. Uh, I got a little bit at minus two, but I, I really put some more on it. Uh, minus three and, uh, like the Titans, they've covered six in a row. They could easily have won outright, uh, six in a row. And, uh, this just in Denver sucks. They do, but they suck <laughs> offensively. Defensively, they're not bad. No, no, right? that's, uh, that's beyond fair. They are solid yeah. defensively, but Russell it's Wilson. Not- yeah. Your point wasn't wrong. Like right. you, your point was not. <laughs> well, you were right too. <laughs> what, what what I was going what what I'm getting at is this is that I'm taking the under and I know yeah. 39 and a half. I get it. Super low. Dude, the even the Titans at 100%, it's not like they're scoring 45 points a game, right? And you're going to have Tannehill coming in um or you know I, we don't know. I'm just saying uh, assuming Tannehill plays, 
right? Like, I don't think that they're going to <laughs> throw him out there in terms of putting himself to get hurt again. I think it's going to be a pretty similar style Tennessee Titans offense. Run the football, safe throws, probably not too many downfield deep. Use your tight ends. Use the running backs. Like, I think it's going to be the same style. Here's the thing. Tennessee and Denver offensively, they kind of do the exact same thing. They can eat eight minutes off the clock running their, you know, one, one, like, one, what, what, what is, I'm losing my mind. List the word. One drive. Sorry, one drive. Like, they can absolutely do that. Both teams. They've done it all year long. I think that this is going to be a really fast-moving game. I don't think there's going to be a ton of points scored in this game. I think if you're taking field goal kickers, use that as props. Absolutely. If you're looking at punts total for the game, generally they're around seven and a half to ten and a half. I think there's going to be a lot of punts, field position. I, I just don't think it's going to be a very like pretty style of game. It's going to be pretty gritty. Uh, and I'll take the under 39 and a half there. I'm also going to take the Eagles. Uh, well, we'll get into that here in a second. I'll tell you what, we'll jump into it right now. NFL plays around NFL week 10. Okay, I'm going to take the Eagles. First half, team total over 13 and a half. Ah, ah, Oh, yeah, you're getting them off of a long week. Played Houston last Thursday. Looked not very good. So you're going to get a motivated team in terms of, you know, getting back to what they were. So, yeah, I'm going to take them first half, team total over 13 and a half. I'm taking the Cowboys uh, minus four and a half in Green Bay. And I'm going to tell you why. One, the Packers stink. That's nothing new. It is getting to the point where the Packers season is close to being done, if not already done now. This is where life gets funny. The one man who can end it for Green Bay this week is Mike McCarthy. (laughs) You don't think he's motivated to do that? After all the hell and the crap and everything that he's taken, and I'm not saying it wasn't justified because it was, but life has put this right here where Mike McCarthy can take that dagger, bam, and end it at their place. And it was his birthday two days ago. Mike McCarthy <laughs> and that team is going to do that. Give me the Cowboys for that. All right, what do you got? All right, well, I'm a, I, uh, I've been taking uh, Eagles team total uh, over in the first half for like six weeks in a row, I got an unfortunate push uh, on that Thursday night game, which I only got a push because I got the pick in way early. It was actually a loser for a lot of people because it moved up uh, north of 14. Uh, but they've scored 20 by halftime in six of their eight games, and they've scored 14 uh, by halftime in all eight of their games. And I, I got this at 13 and a half. I don't know if you got I forget what number you said. 13 uh, and a half. Yep. Okay, yeah. But, hey, I'd get it soon. It's going to be above 14 come Monday, so yeah. get it ASAP. Uh, I mean, I would like it at 14. Uh, like I said, I pushed last Thursday. Yeah, just don't go above 14. Yeah, I I wouldn't do 14 and a half. So you just run out of time. Like you just run out of time. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but I mean, like I said, they they've gotten 20 and six their eight games. So I'm not saying it would be a loser at 14 and a half, but you want to get 13 and a half or 14, obviously. Um, I like a bunch of NFL games. I think I like Seattle the most. Uh, over in Germany, I made Seattle a three-point favorite. How in the hell is Tampa Bay favored in this game? Seattle's won four in a row by double-digit margins, so they've obviously covered all four of those. Their last six, they are five and one, both straight up and against the spread. And the only game they lost and didn't cover was that Saints game when they were winning early fourth quarter, and they let Taysom Hill bust off like a 70, 
75, maybe 80 yard run that would really just, you know, turn that game. Uh, Seattle's been an underdog seven times. They're five and two, both straight up and against the spread. Tampa Bay's dead last in the NFL in rushing yards. They're 25th in scoring with a pedestrian 18.0 points per game average. Last seven games, the Bucks are 06 and one against the spread with five outright losses. The two outright wins got extremely fortunate last week because McVay was playing like a chump in the fourth quarter with his vanilla play and call vanilla play calling and they got lucky they got the ball back with like what a, a minute left no timeouts ha- only had to go like 65 yards some something close to that and uh they scored there in the last seconds and then if they're not for that horrific roughing the passer call who knows what happens in that falcons game so um yeah they're fortunate to be two and five in the last seven games give me they Seattle, are fortunate yeah. right and uh and they're all alone in first place in that garbage division. Um, man, I think the Bears have kind of turned the corner here a little bit. I know they were talking about a three and six team, but they've lost four one possession games, and now they've got a pulse offense. Not a pulse; they've been good offensively the last month. A heartbeat. Uh, they, yeah, heartbeat. There you go. Thirty-three, twenty-nine, and thirty-two in their last three games. In that three-game stretch, Justin Fields has turned the corner. Six to one TDI and T ratio. Three hundred twenty rushing yards. Three touchdowns. For the season, he's got now now has 602 rushing yards, four touchdowns, 6.6 yards per carry average. Last six games, eight to two TDI and T ratio. Detroit last two road games outscored 53 to six. They're 0 and three on the road this year. They are one and two against the spread, but they've been outscored 81 to 30 on the road. Give me the Bears minus three. Let's also go with the Dolphins. Uh, is it might be minus four now? Uh, that's fine. I got three and a half early in the week, but whatever. No, no, it doesn't matter. Uh, heat will be a factor. Uh, early November, one o'clock games in Miami. I'm assuming it's a one o'clock kick. Um, uh, it's like August everywhere else. And I don't care if the weather.com tells you it's only going to be 83 degrees. Trust me. I've been to Dolphins games at one o'clock in the afternoon in November. It's hot. Uh, heat will be a factor for Cleveland. Since Tua came back, seven touchdown passes without an interception. I made Miami a six-point favorite uh, in this game. The Fins are undefeated in the six games Tua has started and finished. They, they lost the one with Cincinnati when he went out, what, third quarter, I think. I also like Travis Kelsey's uh, receiving yards prop, over 77 uh, and a half. He's had big numbers uh, these last uh, several games. And uh, we already said we like the Titans. I also agree with you. I like uh, Philly in the first half. As long as it's seven or fewer, I got six and a half. And I think that does it for me in NFL. I like it. I like it. Hey, you're not lying about Miami. Like, it's hot. It, it is. And you look at Cleveland, I think th- they've got multiple players defensively that are th- that were ruled out today. It's Denzel uh, Ward, the best yeah, cover corner. And, That's huge. Yeah, they, they had a couple. They had a couple, man. Um, and I think, God, what is, I think Browns overs are like 80-something percent, something like that. Like, and Miami is the best team in the NFL at like four point or fewer games. Like, all of this leads to Miami's going to score a bunch of points. I, I'm with you on Miami 100%. All right, Ryan, before we jump out of here, any final thoughts that you have, anything around the sports weekend? Well, I've got a bunch of UFC uh, 281 picks, that, uh, but I'll just let our listeners just go to majorwager.com. It's right there smack dab. In the middle of the homepage is a picture of Zhang Wei Li, who's going to win in the co-main event, and I've got all kind of uh, different prop bets on her. 
uh, and some other picks. So for UFC 281, go uh, to MajorWager.com right there on the homepage. I got a story. If you don't want the details, just scroll down and everything you see in bold is my picks. Look at Brian setting it up for us. I like that. MajorWager.com. All right, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be live next week, Friday, same time, 2 p.m. Central. But until then, everybody, best of luck. Let's cash these tickets. We'll see you next week. Thanks. Good luck, everybody.